You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Career Talk, a monthly program featuring information on career and academic planning sponsored by the Rowan University Office of Career Advancement. And now, here's your host, the Assistant Director of the Office of Career Advancement, Ruben Britt. Welcome to Career Talk. I'm your host, Ruben Britt. Author Mandy Hale once said, there's nothing more beautiful than someone who goes out of their way to make life beautiful for others. My guest today is a reflection of that because she goes out of her way to help students, people in the community, um, professional staff members, and the likes. Joining me today is Shirley Farrar, career counselor in the Office of Career Advancement. Shirley, welcome to Career Talk. Thank you, Mr. Britt. I am excited about being here. I actually anticipated one day that you would have me on your show. (laughs) (laughs) But I was excited about it. Um, As I told you before, I always dreamed of maybe doing a little radio at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, like I said before, I appreciate you uh, being on the show today. But one of the things I want to ask you is, is, can you tell our listeners about your professional journey? Because Everybody has a story, and sometimes people just only look at the end product. See, well, she's doing, she's helping people, and but there's a there you you know you you had a, a career journey to get to where you're at at today. Yes, I did. My journey is different than a lot of people would probably believe. Of course, first of all, I'm a native of New Jersey, so I have to say that I visited a couple of places, but I love my New Jersey with the taxes and all. <laughs> um, I have to say that, first of all, I started out in a New Jersey community, uh, going to school, you know, college prep courses, honors courses, you know, and the like, and always dreamed of going to college, but never knowing how to go about doing that. As a first generation to go to college from my family um, at Rowan University. I would say it's one of those things, it would take a long time to talk about how that process happened for me. And it happened because people at Rowan University in the Career Center visited my higher, you know, my high school. And they presented to me, do you want to go to college? And then I was able at that point to talk to them about my dreams, you know, and everybody has dreams. So my career journey, you know, at Rowan University, I started out with a psychology you know, bachelor's in psychology. I went on to obtain two more mass, two master's degrees, one in higher education and administration. And the other one is um, a master's in counseling and educational settings. And, you know, in addition to that, I've always been a faith-based person. So even in my community, as a faith-based advisor, educator uh, for several decades, I don't want to tell you my age, right? But I've worked in Various things, even before coming to higher education, I was in mortgages, sales, as a substitute teacher for many years while my children were small. And that was really important for me to be able to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And also, community counselor, um, you know, you know, they say paying it forward, doing my part, being there for those that are in need. Um, but it always you know, I was always propelled that there was more, there was more for me. 
but I always believe in seasons. There's seasons of our lives. Um, so, you know, pursuing now, you know, at that time, my profession in higher education, because at that point I knew that's where I wanted to be. And then, you know, if I catch it all up as of now, after getting my degrees, you know, as a professional at Rowan University, now a certified counselor, as you stated before, under the National Career Development Association, NCBA, you know, I'm providing early intervention to all students uh, for their transition from college to the world of work. And I'm excited about being a part of that. Um, and also I'm an instructor um, teaching the career planning and development course as of 2018. And I continue to do that. And I'm hopeful that one day, very soon, I'll have my own career um, development, career planning course that I've designed myself based on my experience. So fingers crossed on that, plenty of prayer. Um, in addition to that, you know, I had the privilege of creating um, in this journey, a marketing program, you know, called On The Spot, and which you also are familiar with. Yes, and definitely. Yes, you know, you are, have been such a, a mentor and guiding that experience for me, uh, being able to help students with their career services. You know, this was an outreach campaign at Rowan University under the Office of Career Advancement. And then, you know, just helping students to understand that these services are available. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but also being uh, the first person to do the first science career expo at Rowan for 2019, that um, I believe under the employer relations continues at this point. Um, so that was a, a privilege to be able to first design that and to launch it. And, you know, and even in, in that, just being able to provide this and able to, you know, the inclusion, the access, the efficacy for the students at Rowan University and our alumni, because we always seem to forget about our alumni sometimes, but so they valuable to the experience at Rowan University. Um, we never want to forget our history. And then, you know, progressing in my career, I have to tell you during this entire process, I've been married. So a lot of times students come, you know, our traditional students, they may not be married. Um, they may work, they may not, but I had the experience of both working sometime part-time as well as being full-time married, of course, and, you know, having that experience and raising three wonderful adult sons. I had that wonderful opportunity and a lot of people don't know for over 25 years, I've worked in the faith-based industry. And like I said earlier, um, you know, for the meeting house, uh, organization, uh, as a board of director as well as uh, for the community uh, house breach restoration project and uh, which we encourage people, we provide resources and uh, whatever we can do, you know? Um, and, you know, I, I have to say this because this is still part of my career process. In this, uh, I faced some uh, health issues recently and, you know, it propelled me in my career to then go forward and to create a podcast. Uh, and I have it on YouTube and it's Encouragement on Fire. And we talk about careers. We talk about life-work balance. We talk about defeating cancer, sickness, and disease because you cannot separate them. They're all the same. Your life, your career, it's all purpose. And you right. cannot- And that's, it's, it's so, that, which brings me to my next question. Yes. You talked about juggling uh, multiple roles, parent, while you were going to school, and then you just talked about uh, how you faced 
uh, adversity with regards to your health. One of the things that that really impressed me about uh, your recent presentation, you talked about resilience. What do you think are the key characteristics of building resilience? Oh my goodness, resilience. Well, first of all, if we're gonna talk about resilience, we first have to identify what it is. There's uh, different definitions, but for me, it was the ability to be able to stand up, to withstand, to recover quickly. No matter if you're going through issues at work, you're going through issues in a community with your family, uh, whether it's uh, health issues, being able to identify that situation and begin to move forward. And some key characteristics of that, I would say perseverance. You had to persevere no matter what is in front of you. There is a course of action you've de designed and it may be delayed, but you must stay on course no matter what. And even if you're delayed years, and there was times, you know, in my life, I was delayed years, but you know what? You have to put your eye on the prize. What is it that I need? And then you have to be adaptable. Sometimes we're not always right. Someone else can give their uh, opinion about, you may want to consider this. I remember we had conversations often and you were like, well, have you considered this, Cheryl? And I was like, you know, I never considered that. And then just being adaptable, flexible to adjust to your situation and still stay on the course. See, that's the thing. You still have to stay on the course. And then I think lastly would be understanding that no matter what, you may face rejection. No matter what, you're going to face rejection. Um, and sometimes we, we shy away from that because I don't want that. No one wants that. There's going to be times you're dismissed. In conversation, you're dismissed in things that you present to people. Um, and, you know, things that may rightfully, it should be yours. However, guess what? Sometimes you're going to be rejected. But understanding, maybe, and, and you know, I'm a faith-based person, so maybe those pearls should not be presented in the place that it is. Perhaps there's something else or someplace else you can provide that wisdom, that whatever it is that you are offering in a venue that is accepted, right. you know, that's the way I look at it. But perseverance, adaptability, and understanding rejection is a part of life. You know, um, a lot of times people don't understand, but, um, you know, rejection, it, it can uh, destabilize us. It, uh, it causes us to be angry, aggressive. Yeah. And one of the things that I talk about, with students when I'm doing workshops, particularly on job search strategies, is that you're going to face rejections, and it's, it's part of the process. Um, it's and it's it's up to the individual to make um, necessary adjustments so that he or she can 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 eventually position themselves to um, get offers from employers. Maybe it's something that they didn't do in an inter interview. Maybe they interviewed poorly or. Maybe they didn't have key information on their resume, but as I said before, sometimes it may be related to the employer where they already have somebody in mind. They just advertised it because it was part of the process. But rejection is is common. Now, one of the things that I want to ask you about is is when we're talking about college students, is there are various types of barriers that uh, students in higher education face today. What are those types? Oh my goodness, you know. I think the number one is economic. That's number one. A lot of times we choose schools based off of 
what can I afford? What can I not afford, right? Um, what kind of debt will I be in later on? Um, and then, you know, there's even privilege, like we were talking earlier about that. Uh, sometimes we're not privileged to go to the school of our dreams, but there is another pathway that we can choose to take to get to, like we said, our course of action. Where do I want to end up? So we have to uh, be resilient in that and and own it. Uh, there's systemic ba uh, barriers, you know, there's just things that we're going to go through in life uh, that we honestly, individually do not have the power to change that. That is something that we have to do as a people or a, uh, a group, a nation. Um, and then, of course, there's racial. Uh, we have all encountered that throughout our years. And um, you know, I'm not going to go into that, but like I said, we have all dealt with that when we were in elementary, high school, in our communities, um, and even in higher education as we're in college. So students are going to go through this, but it's how resilient are you to bounce back, recover? Um, and then, you know, just transitioning from that home life, there's a barrier in that, uh, simply understanding that when I was home, my parents did a lot of things for me or my aunt or my uncle, community members. Now I am here and I have to do these things myself and I have to go out and I have to advocate for me as an adult in a different way from my education. Totally different experience. And many times students have to adjust to that. So they're going to deal with that. In addition to the academics, there's academic barriers based on what school did you come from? Who prepared you for this? That's another thing, you know, being prepared for this experience, because no matter what university you go to, there is a differing experience. Um, you know, sometimes students go to a college that there's too many people. They would have done better at a smaller college. Uh, so they need to understand that as they're moving forward. And also, you know, with their academics, not procrastinating <laughs> because what you did in high school, you can't do in college. Uh, sometimes we have all this time in front of us. Oh, I don't have to go to class or uh, on certain days of the week so I can go party. I could go do these things. But then, you know, being responsible adults, advocating for ourselves, understanding I need time management skills, understanding that there's some things I have to do and prepare for my uh, my academics and the things that I want in the future. And then also a lot of our students are coming um, from home and there's relationship and family issues. So that's a barrier too, that they have to deal with. Um, and we're here for them. We right. are here. And it's, it's interesting that you said that because one of the things that is very, uh, it's become a big concern nationally in all levels of education is, um, um, Mental health, mental health issues, and what programs um, avail are available to that provide support for students with mental mental health issues. Well, as a career counselor, we've been advised on many, um, you know, services, uh, support services at Rowan University. However, I'm only going to share four of them because we okay. can. Okay, and like I said, I love to talk. Um, so one of them is: Are you a, a lifesaver? Um, this is suicide prevention program, uh, focuses on reducing the stigma of mental health concerns. So if, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where, you know, you're questioning tomorrow, 
you should reach out to them and you can find that information. I'll tell you in just a moment. Um, we also have You Will, um, which is uh, offers students uh, free immediate access to teletherapy. I think that's so wonderful with our Gen Z students. Okay. Because with them loving uh, online, uh, with them having quick access at all times on their phone, that is one of the ways that we can connect to them quickly and provide them that free uh, service. In addition, we have Green Dot. Many of our students, if you are facing, um, you know, violence in any capacity, uh, you'll see these little green dots on doors and windows across the campus. And these are faculty, professional staff, administrators that have training in assisting you to come out of violence in whatever capacity that is for you. Um, we also have a pet therapy um, under the new Schreiber Family Pet Therapy Program at Rome. Yeah. If anyone wants any of these uh, wonderful services, and like I said, we have so many, uh, so many more services, but if you want anything on self-care and mental health support, please inquire on rowan.edu and just put in the search engine for Wellness Center uh, for the Glassboro campus, and they will see a list of wonderful services that we recommend as career counselors to our students uh, on Thank campus. You. Now, let's focus on your area, real strong area of expertise, which is career development. What career planning resources are available for students? Oh my goodness, okay, so. Hope you don't run out of breath, but go ahead. <laughs> there are a lot. A two minute break, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, so many career planning resources. Um, first of all, resources start with our personnel. And that is either career counselor, that's an advisor, faculty, professional staff, administrators, all have been trained in some type of training, support, understanding for our students to be able to help them and to provide them referral to whatever it is that they need, okay? Um, and most of it, we go on our you know, our website, all that wonderful information that we are able to assist our students is right on the rowan.edu website. So I, I need everyone to understand that, that the resources are literally, you can go on there yourself and get the resources and we, um, you know, equip our student body. But as a career counselor, the resources that we provide is, you know, the career development process. We're here to help our students to work through that process as you know, they're finding out who they are. They're uh, moving into, um, you know, that career exploration. And then they're guiding, we guide them into the next phase of, you know, going into internships and ex uh, experiential learning, um, and then launching them to the world of work. But in order for them to even do that, uh, sometimes it takes, um, you know, career self-assessments. Sometimes we have to help them with their resume and cover letter development. Uh, job search. We have many resources and even one particularly online that I know you're going to ask me about. So we're going to talk about that too. Um, and then mock interviews. Many times people think that they can do an interview, you know, just, oh, I'm good. I got this. And then as soon as we start going in on the questions, they're like, oh, I don't know how to answer that. And I say, well, you know, if we had practiced this, when you were having that interview, this is what you could have said. What do you think? And then I said, what would you say in this? So it's all these different things. In addition to career readiness, one of the things as a career counselor, we try to uh, help our students be career ready. 
um, moving into the world of work. And, um, you know, that's building their communication skills, critical thinking skills, uh, their leadership, professionalism, all of these things we try to um, have our students to participate in clubs and experiential learning. Um, we try to have them uh, work with their faculty, um, you know, gaining skills and teamwork, all these things matter. And, you know, like I was stating earlier, employer relations is a big part of that uh, with the experiential learning for internships and um, project-based learning, you know, conference participation. A lot of our students are doing posters, things of that nature. So there's so many different uh, career planning resources. You know, like I said, we have our profs jobs as I, I, I know that uh, our students are curious about what's profs jobs when they come into our uh, orientation, when they come right, in. Right, and, and we're going to talk about that uh, right after the break. Welcome back to Career Talk. We're joined today by Ms. Shirley Farrar. She is the uh, uh, career counselor in the, in the Office of Career Advancement. She's a certified career counselor through the National Career Development Association. And just before the break, you, you uh, just touched on Prof's Jobs. Can you tell our listeners what Prof's Jobs is? Yes, I can. <laughs> we love Prof Jobs. Anytime we're talking with our students or our alumni, we always advocate Prof's Jobs. It is under the, the Office of Career Advancement, but it's for the um, Employer Relations Department. And this is a wonderful online employment database. You know, it's been established to help our students to gain local employment, internship. Um, you know, full, if they're looking for full-time, part-time employment, um, it is also for our alumni. A lot of times people don't know that. It is for our alumni for those entry-level positions, uh, gaining um, those experiences in, um, you know, in their particular field. And the way that you access, because I know a lot of times people say, well, how do I get to Prof's Jobs? Of course, you got to go to rowan.edu. Everything is rowan.edu. And then in the search engine, you can put in Prof's Jobs. And it, you know, click on the little link. Um, and then when you get to the profs jobs, um, it's like your access panel or access page. You have to log in. So students can log in with their normal, you know, email information. Um, if they forget their password, they can click on forget your password. Um, and alumni, if you have never used profs jobs before, you can uh, at the first time, register. There's a button on there that says register. But this particular database is equipped with all of the career fair employers. So we have about 186 employers at a given time, I think more than that, each of career fair. And we have career fairs, several, um, you know, career fairs and expos uh, throughout the semesters. And our employers are located on this particular database. So our students are free to access these employers and communicate, network. And we are sticklers on you must network, network, network. It is not always what you know. It is sometimes who you know. And so our students, they can, you know, log in. They can email the contact person for these uh, companies that they really want to work for and, you know, and stay in contact. I think that's really important for them to stay in contact each year that they are at Rowan University. Sometimes it's the same contact person coming back to the uh, career fair and they have, they build relationship. 
And that's what it's about. Someone is more inclined to hire you if they are familiar with you or professionalism. You know, you're right. You're right. And I just wanted to add that all students at Rowan are registered on ProfSides. All they have to do is activate their account if they haven't used it already. And the other thing is that they can also have their resume critiqued. Um, once they've uh, opened up an account, they can have their resume critiqued. Um, and it usually takes about 72 hours to have it critiqued, but um, it's one of the other uh, features in Prof's jobs. Now, aside from conducting workshops of students and alumni and community residents, you have uh, conducted presentations at national and regional conferences. Can you tell our listeners about that? Oh, that's exciting. Okay, because <laughs> for me, it all started, and you know, I have to go all the way back. And for me, it's always historical. So I started out writing, doing research, and of course, in my master's programs, my first, um, you know, master program in higher education. I think that was back in two thousand and let me see, two thousand and nine. I graduated in that okay. first. So. That experience alone, I was able to, you know, write my first thesis. And that was impactful because it's intense. And it teaches you how to work the IRB process to do research. So you don't, you don't uh, do research without understanding the process of why you're doing the surveys and uh, engaging with the public. There's some stipulations on that ethical, you know, there's some policies you have to follow. And you learn that when you are getting that, um, that process, that understanding in your thesis. Um, so that was a great opportunity for me. And so that started back then. Um, and then I had the privilege of doing my first public conference Oh my goodness, that was so exciting, Mr. Britt. And that was in 2018 uh, for the ACPA College Student in, uh, Educators International. And that was in Houston, Texas. Um, that trip was, was fabulous. And the title that we did it on was Bridging the Gap in Career Readiness. And that was with two of my colleagues. Um, that was helping our students, as I stated earlier, understanding how to transition from high school to college into the world of work. So if you can just imagine, that was an exciting um, presentation. And then I had the opportunity in 2019 uh, to present at the, uh, I believe it was Eastern Association of Colleges and Employers uh, for an action research project that I was working on called On the Spot Marketing Research, which you are very familiar with. Uh, yes. because Part of that experience, and we were going to uh, talk about that. However, um, it got it got canceled due to the pandemic, so I wasn't able to actually present that. But to have the research from 2016 to 2019 is so valuable, and just being in the process of writing that um, was just wonderful. Um, and then I went on from there, and you and I actually partnered uh, in 2023 for two conferences. And you were able to go in person. I had to do it remote, but that's wonderful that they accommodated me. So, you know, those that are listening, if you ever think I can't go there, sometimes people can accommodate you to do that. And one of the conferences, I believe, was the NCDA, National Career Development Association. And the other one 
Uh, I believe that was for the Global Career Development Conference in Chicago. And the other one was the RNL Raphael Noel Levitz uh, Conference, and that was in Tennessee. And I think one of our top topics was dispelling colonial practices of dream killers, strategies for recruiting minorities in career counseling profession. And the other one was strategies for multicultural career counseling and recruiting minority career counselors. Both were fabulous. We had some great feedback from that. And we were able to provide intel to individuals on how to go about recruiting minorities for career counseling, because I think that's really important um, that we have a diverse population when we are um, at school districts or you know higher education uh, districts that have a diverse community. So true, and and um, the recommended uh, student to counselor ratio, and I'm talking K through 12, is um, 250 to one, but the national average is 230 to one, which is way, almost twice as much as it should be. I would like to thank my guest today, Ms. Shirley Farrar, career counselor for the Office of Career Advancement, for being on the show. You've been listening to Career Talk. I'm your host, Ruben Britt. Until next time, stay positive. And remember, success does not come to you. You go to it. You've been listening to Career Talk, a monthly program featuring information on career and academic planning, sponsored by the Rowan University Office of Career Advancement. Tune in on the first Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. for another edition of Career Talk, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.